ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead, <coughs> prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International. <coughs> Pardon me. With the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 548, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 2 Chronicles chapter 9 verses 1 through 12. 2 Chronicles chapter 9 verses 1 through 12. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this another magnificent and beautiful day. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are saved, help us, Lord, to individually, collectively, confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. <coughs> For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of all of our sins, even as Christians, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And then, Holy Father God, we pray for the religious but lost, churchgoers but not saved serve in the church, some are even faithful in church attendance, but they have never been born again. 
And so, Holy Father God, uh, my wife is in that number, as I've prayed for her for over 34 years, uh, for her salvation after I found out that she was probably uh, lost soon after the marriage. Now you've given me the liberty to pray for her publicly and to encourage others to pray for her salvation. No doubt the thing that keeps people from getting saved the most is the sin of Satan, pride. And that's what is the case with her. And so, Holy Father God, I pray not only for her, I pray for other people in our family, my mother, my two sisters, uh, her mother and her aunts and siblings, and Lord, we pray that you will open, uh, and not only our family, but Lord, many other people in the church. Lord, across the country and around the globe, with all that has been exposed, not only in the Southern Baptist Convention, but in all conventions and all churches, and uh, especially the Catholic Church, everybody singing about heaven ain't going. And no wonder we're in, uh, under the chastisement and punishment we have before us today. And uh, many pastors are lost, for over half of them have quit. And Holy Father God, we know many other pastors are lost because uh, of multiple uh, accusations of uh, sexual assault, uh, other sexual sins, child molestation, and even homosexuality. And so Holy Father God, and then uh, on top of that, because of this corruption, now certain pastors are trying to get homosexual couples to become members of the churches. And so, Holy Father God, we, are, we, we have a mess on our hands in the church and in this country, therefore, and the world, therefore. And so, Holy Father God, we pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, Lord, out of people like my wife and other people in our family. And Lord, open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and help them to get saved and to see their lost condition. Lord, uh, I know that my sweet evangelical brethren who are all messed up now, our Protestant brethren, white and black and red and yellow, and we know the Catholic folks are in trouble and they don't like this kind of praying. They don't like this kind of talking. And so some are mad at me because they don't want to, uh, they don't like to, for things to be exposed like this. They want the whole world and other people in the church to think that we got it all together. That we're perfect, we're wonderful and dandy and we're not. Some of us are the most corrupt people on earth. It is being exposed by you. And as you led me to say the other day, even though the 
things that were exposed by guideposts regarding the Southern Baptists uh, are terrible and bad. They probably would not have been exposed like this if the church leaders, so-called, did not persist in their evil uh, of trying to get homosexuals to become members of the church and thus leaders in the church because once they become members they have the rights and privileges of everybody else and if uh, so-called church leaders try to deny them then they have a, a bigger problem on their hands and so Holy Father God let your will be done Lord we are worse than the Laodicean church uh, we're worse uh, and so thank you for stepping in and loving us so much to chastise us and to rebuke us for our ungodly and evil ways. Thank you for your 7,000 who are not on that list of pastors. Thank you for your remnant. Thank you for your uh, faithful few who are continuing on and have not bowed down the knee to homosexual bail. Uh, and other evils. Thank you for your long-suffering as well. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. And uh, we, in, in the midst of wrath, and we pray as I have continued to pray, and as you led me to pray from the very beginning, be thorough with us. Break us, make us, and mold us to be all that you would have us to be who are truly saved, save those who are truly lost. And Lord, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would rebuke and bind our enemy, the devil, and his demons and his hosts. Lord, from us, Lord, today and from this service and from your people, and give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, on this beautiful day. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning terribly down in Uvalde, up in Buffalo, in Ukraine, and around the world. Uh, from the coronavirus plague, from the monkeypox plague, and on and on we are uh, we pray for the people who are hurting today. Millions are hurting today. In the church and outside of the church. And uh, thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. Uh, that uh, it is not worse than what it is. And thank you for allowing things to be as well as they are. As you are in your love and mercy giving people a chance to repent and get saved. And uh, I give you the glory, praise, and honor. Please receive all glory, praise, and honor from such wretched people as we are and lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, from the little bit that we do. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, as I always say, I meant it when I first started saying it. I said it before I did this publicly. And I say again today.
I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, in your hearing. At Second Chronicles chapter 9, verses 1 through 12, And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem with a very great company and camels that bear spices and gold in abundance and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. And there was nothing hid from Solomon which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon and the house that he had built, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel, his cupbearers also in their apparel, and his accent, rather, and his ascent, by which he went up into the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report which I heard in mine own land of thine acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believe not their words, until I came and mine eyes had seen it, and behold, the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me. For thou exceedest the fame that I heard. Happy are thy men, and happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighted in thee to set thee on his throne, to be king for the Lord thy God, because thy God loved Israel to establish them forever. Therefore made he thee king over them to do judgment and justice. And she gave the king an hundred and twenty talents of gold and of spices great abundance 
and precious stones, neither was there any such spice as the queen of Sheba gave King Solomon. And the servants also of Huram and the servants of Solomon, which brought gold from Ophir, brought algum trees and precious stones. And the king made of the algum trees terraces to the house of the Lord and to the king's palace, and harps and psalteries for singers. And there were none such seen before in the land of Judah. And King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatsoever she asked, beside that which she had brought unto the king. So she turned and went away to her own land, she and her servants. Ladies and gentlemen, shall we pray? Holy Father God, I marvel at your holy word. I marvel at the detail of your holy word. Your holy word draws the picture, of course, better than Shakespeare, better than Milton, and better than all of the great writers of all time combined. And on top of that, it speaks to our souls and our spirits and down to the marrows of our bones like nothing else. Even reading a narrative like this about the meeting of the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon. It is so real and so vivid in the sanctified mind and imagination. Help us, Lord, to draw the lessons you want us to draw from it and to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. Service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. My beloved, this is the podcast. This is episode number 577. We're at Malachi chapter 3, verse 2. The Holy Bible reads, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? 
for he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Ladies and gentlemen, I have read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord. His first coming Dr. Charles Spurgeon expounds without external pomp or show of power and yet in truth there were few who could abide its testing might. Herod <coughs> and all Jerusalem with him were stirred at the news of the wondrous birth. Those who supposed themselves to be waiting for him showed the fallacy of their professions by rejecting him when he came. His life on earth was a winnowing fan which tried the great heap of religious profession and few enough could abide the process. But what will his second advent be? What sinner can endure to think of it? He shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. When in his humiliation he did but say to the soldiers, I am he, they fell backward. What will be the terror of his enemies when he shall more fully reveal himself as the I am? His death shook earth and darkened heaven. What shall be the dreadful splendor of that day in which, as the living Savior, he shall summon the quick and dead before him? Oh, that the terrors of the Lord would persuade men to forsake their sins and kiss the Son lest he be angry. Though a lamb, he is yet the lion of the tribe of Judah, rending the prey in pieces. And though he breaks not the bruised reed, yet will he break his enemies with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. None of his foes shall bear up before the tempest of his wrath or hide themselves from the sweeping hail of his indignation. May God help them. But his beloved blood-washed people, those who are saved, those who are born again, not religious, but born again 
and saved by the grace of God to the point that they have a new nature on the inside of them, filled with the Holy Spirit of God who drives them to do what is right. Look for his appearing with joy and hope to abide it without fear. To them he sits as a refiner even now. And when he has tried them, they shall come forth as gold. Let us search ourselves this afternoon and make our calling and election sure, so that the coming of the Lord may cause no dark forebodings in our mind, our hearts, our souls, and our spirits. Oh, for grace to cast away all hypocrisy, and to be found of him sincere and without rebuke in the day of his appearing. Glory be to God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you for this deep and good reminder for those who are not saved we pray Lord that you will save them religious but lost serving in the church but not saved thousands evidently millions are like that and you will say to them one day instead of well done my good and faithful servant you will say I never knew you you workers of iniquity so, Lord, help people as you have just uh, encouraged us to make their uh, election and their salvation sure. To examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. Open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears. Save those in the church and save those out of the church. The religious... <coughs> And what the pastor in Columbus, Georgia, uh, called the irreligious. Open blinded eyes and unstopped deaf ears and help them to see and hear the gospel and get saved today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. If you're not here, or rather if you are here with us today and you're not saved, you need, uh, in the words of Dr. Tony Evans, uh, go ahead and get that taken care of. Because it has been taken care of by God and Jesus. You need to do your part and get that taken care of by believing in Jesus Christ. Glory be to God. I want you to be saved today. I want you to get saved, whoever you might be. Lay aside your pride, you people in the church. Don't worry about what people are going to think. I thought she was saved. I thought he was. Don't worry about that. Get your soul saved from hell. They're still going to hell if they're talking like that. They're lost. 
we shall know them by their fruits over time. So if you want to be saved from the church and outside of the church, I got saved from being raised in the church with a dad as a Baptist preacher, a mother as a Pentecostal preacher, and I was lost and on my way to hell and did not even know it. And then got saved in spite of the church, outside of the church, in a dorm room in the United States Air Force when I was 19 years old. And my life has never been the same. And God can do that for you too. And then called to preach over the past 42 years. And everybody who knew me knew I had cursed and swore that I would never be a preacher like my dad. I hated my dad for no reason other than the fact he was a Christian and a preacher and I bore his name. Hated him. Could not stand my dad because of that fact. And I did everything I could to prove that I was against him. I did everything I could uh, to uh, hurt him. And yet he still loved me because of Christ in his heart. <clears throat> and he was so happy. One day I got saved in the Air Force and I wrote back and told them. All the religious folk, they were not that happy for me. They never even commented on it. They, they, they are like that. That uh, they hated me for it. Did not encourage me in it. When I tried to witness to them, uh, they had an attitude about it. All the religious folk in my family, friends, uh, 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 whoever. But my dad, he was happy for me, <clears throat> and became. Uh, if you will, my biggest fan when it came down to when he saw me going around the world preaching the gospel, he was just, he marveled at what God had done in my life. And so, if God can save me, if Jesus can save me, he can save you. And if you want to be saved today, first, dear friend, whether you are already in the church or not, Accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we all have sinned. Nobody is better than anybody else. We all have done evil in God's sight. In fact, we, are, we have a sinful nature, which means we are a sin factory. If it is not curtailed and stopped by Jesus, the Holy Ghost of God, in the Word of God, in the blood of Jesus, we'll do anything. And people have done anything. And it gets worse and worse. It keeps on going. That's why... 
God has to step in. That's how bad sin is. Such sins as lying, they create a whole uh, different world once you start telling a lie and lying about things. You got to lie about it for the rest of your life. Always looking over your shoulder. Always worried that somebody's going to catch you and lie. You lie so much you breathe the lies yourself. And then you forget the lies you're told. And then you make up new lies. That's, that's the problem with sin. It metastasizes. It gets worse. Lust. Lusting after people. And things. Gets worse if you keep on doing it. Stealing gets worse if you keep on doing it. It gets bigger and bigger. You steal little things. You steal candy from the candy store, from the grocery store, and then you, one day you're going to rob a whole bag of groceries from the grocery store, and then you're going to try to rob a bank. I saw some people getting their due the other day. Uh, they went in and tried to do a crash bang on a jewelry store. And the children of the owners beat the daylights out of them. That's a good for them. And dishonoring your father and your mother, disobeying your father and mother, having a bad attitude towards them, <coughs> being hateful. I was so glad to hear that Megan Markle is going to see her father finally after four years. Uh, children forget, uh, young adults forget what their parents have done for them to get them to where they are. And she forgot. And now he has had a stroke and can't speak and, and now she's going to go and see her father, which she should. But let that be a lesson to you. Whatever you know you need to do, go ahead on and do it. Don't wait. Because it may get too late. And then, my beloved, how about the sin of offending God by taking his name in vain? I want you to know, those of you who love to do it, the old my blank thing, God is not pleased with that. You need to stop saying that. And you need to stop saying, uh, it, it is more respectful, but stop saying, uh, OMG. You don't need to be putting God's, uh, let me just say with Will Smith in a good way, keep the name of God out of your mouth unless you are praising Him. Okay? <laughs> you may not think He's upset about it. He does not like it. He does not, He's not pleased with that. Okay? Just because you have not heard that in a long time, See, we were taught that when we were little children. Don't, don't, say, don't say God's name in vain. And he, God is not going to hold you guiltless either. See, unless you get saved and confess your sins and repent of your sins and get your sins under the blood. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of sin. 
plain and simple. We don't die because of cancer. We do not die because of... Uh, listen, you, you need to fear sin more than sickness, my beloved. Your sin in your life. I know you don't want to hear it. I know most preachers don't preach on it anymore. But look at the church. The church is in a total mess. The church has been destroyed. Not by God, but by us. As we know it. Thank God for the remnant. The faithful few. The true church. The gates of hell will never prevail against it. The church, the true church marches on. The fake, phony, hypocritical, uh, 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 corrupt church is in name only a church. Sin is destructive in our lives, in our families, and in our churches. So, car crashes don't kill you. Diseases don't kill you. Sin kills you. The wages of sin is death. Death is a punishment. It is not uh, a wonderful uh, entrance into something new unless you're saved. Is, death is not a part of life. Death is the end of life. It is the first punishment for sin. Uh, in our lives. And God wants you to know. That. If he will. Allow you to die because of your sins, God will allow you to go to hell, to spend eternity there for your sins if you refuse to believe on his son Jesus Christ who paid your sin debt. Because, because you must understand sin must be paid for. It's going to be paid for in this life and it's going to be paid for via death and it's going to be paid for in hell Unless you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God, and went through hell for you, it's up to you. <clears throat> but sin must be paid for, and it has been paid for by Jesus for you. That's the good news. The bad news is that you're on your way to hell. I, I, I hear you preach. I'm going to do it later on. But right now you're on your way to hell. See, And you could die today. That has been shown to you over the past few weeks. Old black people walking in the grocery store. Which is a pleasure for old black people and old white people. It's a pleasure. That's just... One of the pleasurable things, some, it's not only a pleasurable thing, it's a needful thing. But those who love life and everything, they, they find that to be very pleasurable. 
you're going through the aisles and picking up little stuff that you've never had before and you're going to try it and all of that. That's just fun stuff. That's all the people were doing and uh, a man filled with the devil killed them in the grocery store. And do not think this cannot happen to you. It's only by the grace of God it has not happened to you yet. Beautiful, angelic little children looking like angels, smart as a whip. Every last one of them. They had the, the light of life in their eyes. Beautiful children. I'm, I was very, I'm very impressed with these children. And for you, it's like a father said, for, for this man to see this beautiful face and kill her is beyond me. You know why it's beyond me? Because the man is, was demon-possessed to do that. Oh, he had an accessory. As some people are saying, yeah, it was the devil. The devil possessed him. The devil controlled him to do that. So, uh, please don't delude yourself. You can die anywhere today. You don't have to be in the Ukraine war. You don't have to be down in the hood. You can be in a beautiful, scenic, peaceful little town called Uvalde, sitting in your classroom. And one of the reasons why parents still send their children to Elementary school, middle school, uh, and, 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 and high school and all that is, is not, and not homeschool the children, which I prefer that they do. I homeschool all of my children. I had my wife to do most of it. But I was the principal. You know why they do it? Because of the memories we all have of being in a normal elementary school where we never worried about a monster coming in and shooting us. That's why. That's why they do it. They want their children to have the same experience. I understand it. I get it. But we can't do that today. You need to bring your children home. That school needs to be closed down, my friend. Nobody should ever sit. None of these kids should ever sit in that school again. And they're going to try to put those children right back in that school. Come fall. The devil is alive. I plead with you not to do that. Raise it to the ground. Excuse me. I just noticed something. Tear it down. Don't put it in the same spot. Put it someplace else. Build walls around if you're going to continue to do that. One black man said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand God. He was, he's a veteran. I'm going to stand God. At my child's school, I, I, I would make it, try to make it easy on them and, and tell them, just bring your child home. Don't put your child in that dangerous situation. But back to the subject of where you're going, if you do not repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior.
Thirdly, dear friend, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now as I speak. In other words, I believe all of those children went to heaven, every last one of them. And I hope that uh, the people in uh, Buffalo, of all places, went to heaven. Only God knows. But I believe all of those children went to heaven. That's what I believe. They did not go to hell because of their age. But here's what hell is all about according to one of the great sermons by Jesus Christ, the greatest preacher of all time. And he preached more on hell than anybody else in the Bible. And sadly, he has preached more on hell than most preachers living today. That's a fact. Most preachers don't preach on hell. That's why half of them have already quit as I predicted they would. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thine hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off, and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed. That's how hell, uh, that's how bad hell is. Jesus is saying it's better for you uh, to cut your hand off, to cut your leg off, your foot off rather, and, you, and pluck out your eye, than to go to hell. Go to heaven, maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Because that's where you're going, to everlasting fire because of your sin, because you have broken God's Ten Commandments, and God is not pleased, He's not happy. In fact, the Bible says God is angry with the wicked every day because they're destroying their own lives that he gave them with sin and disobedience, adultery, fornication, stealing, lying, homosexuality, the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable are going to hell. And murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death that's found in the Bible, in the book of Revelation. Just to name some of the sinners and their sins who are going to the lake of fire. So my dear friend, hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross to pay your sin debt. That is good news. You can go free if you believe in him. He suffered, he bled, and he died, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of of Almighty God for you so that you can live forever with him for God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Get saved today, my dear friend, before it is eternally too late. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today, and he will save your soul. He will. For Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. You see, preacher, why do you do that, so many times saved from what saved from here because I did not know I was in church all of my life from the time I was born how you know you was in church from the time you was born because I can see right now as a little boy maybe two three four couldn't have been no more than that five six I guess I don't know I can see in my mind's eye right now a stained glass window at St. Paul's Disciples Church in New York city right now sitting in the pew this is the angle the stained glass windows over here the pulpit and everything's over here I can't remember all the details but I can't remember my mother uh, pinching me if I moved around too much and I can remember my mother giving me some juicy fruit gum or spearmint gum to keep me quiet I remember that to this day But I was, I was lost all of those years going to church every Sunday because my mother made us go. And that's a good thing. But I was lost. And I didn't even know there was a hell. <clears throat> I heard people say go to hell and curse with the word hell. But I never believed or thought that there was a real hell and I didn't know I was going there. And if I had died as a young person before I got saved, I would have died and gone to hell and, and, and had to tell Peter or somebody that, yeah, I was in church all my life. And they would have told me, boy, that's, that, that's not going to get it. And I would be in hell right now like my neighbor, friend, Junior. So that's why I asked that question. And then I tell you that uh, you can go to heaven if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So dear friend, do that right now. Choose Christ. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart. Be sincere about it. Believe that he suffered. Believe his gospel that he suffered. He bled and he died on the cross for your sins. And for mine and for everybody's, everybody's a sinner. That includes the Pope, the Dalai Lama, as well as Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in America. They need to be saved too. They need to get saved too. They're not. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody needs to do that, to be saved and to go to heaven instead of going to hell. And by the way, God does not want you, obviously, to go to hell. He's not trying to put you in hell. You're putting yourself in hell by not believing in his son 
Jesus Christ. Actually, God and Jesus want you to go to heaven more than you want to go. So trust in him as your savior today. Follow me in the sinner's prayer. Repeat, repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I've done evil in your sight repeatedly. I've sinned against you repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now, the best way that I know how, believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Now, Lord, I admit I don't understand it all, but I do believe it all. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in your holy name I do pray, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us immediately at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. As someone let us know this morning, uh, someone giving the name of the person who 
wrote in and said they got saved. And we give God the praise. You can do the same. Let us know. So we can rejoice with you and pray for you. For we have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. At this time, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to resume the standing between the living and the dead devotional service already in progress. And we're now uh, at the family segment of what I call the family verses, which we have included in our devotional uh, service since its beginning. And, of course, we have done this as a family for over 34, or th- or over 34 years now. Uh, his name is Sempija Dennis from Kampala, Uganda. Uh, he wrote in today. I hope that's uh, uh, yeah, that's right. I hope I pronounced the name correctly. He got saved today and uh, and wrote in and to let us know. Uh, all the way in Uganda. And we thank God for the thousands who have heard the gospel, millions who have heard the gospel, thousands who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel from this ministry. Now, beloved, we want to move on to the family verses. And we're still in, I think this is our third day, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Uh, I have uh, not been a fan of uh, Harry and Meghan uh, for several reasons, and everybody knows why. It's it's in the public domain. But uh, I don't know what has happened recently, but... Evidently, God is working in her life, as I told her this morning via via an article. And uh, for her to come by herself in simple, humble clothes, they look simple and humble to me, uh, but uh, uh, which is rare, and to kneel down at the cross and put some flowers down for the little children was a good move. It was a surprise visit. Nobody knew she was coming. And and as far as we know, Harry was not there. This is something she wanted to do. I said, now you're moving along now. You're becoming the princess that everybody thought you could be. And then, in that same article, I, I told her that you need to go now and go see your father. And, uh, Mr. Marco, and uh, I said, you, you, you'll score some uh, great points if you did that with the people who criticize you uh, for the evil that you all have done against your family. But uh, today, uh, she is expressing her concern for her sick fathers. too bad that he can't speak to her. Uh, and uh, and everything now, but she's going to see her father and try to 
as the article says, men fences for over the past four years separation. And that's good. And then I uh, told her that, okay, now you and Harry keep your word when y'all go see uh, the queen and do not disrespect the queen and the, and the throne and also uh, do not keep your promise and do not upstage her trying to video for your Netflix show and all of that. Don't do that. And that'll be uh, three home runs in a row if she did that. And I believe she's going to do that. <clears throat> because she knows better. And she's supposed to be a Christian as well. So we hope that that all works out. But God will bless you to do And I told her, I said, it takes a lot of humility to do what you're doing. To go and see your father now. And people are going to still criticize you for waiting so long. Don't worry about that. You just do right so that you can be right with God. And uh, when I left home, I made sure I was right with my father and my mother. And that uh, we were at peace. Now, my mother does not agree with me. Uh, on how I preach that women are not to be pastors over men, period. And I stand on that. And uh, I honored her uh, not too long ago in one of our publications. But I told her that you may be over men in your church down there, but you're not over me. You're over me as your, my mother, and I thank God for that. But you're not over me in the ministry. I'm over you. I made it very clear. And she doesn't like it, and I'm sure my sisters don't like it. And I'm not going to uh, uh, compromise on that just because they're my family. And that's what's wrong with most men today. They compromise with the women in their lives uh, to, to make them happy, and nobody's happy. And so you don't do that. I, uh, I'm not compromising for my mother. I'm not compromising for my uh, mother-in-law and her uh, sisters. Uh, I'm not compromising for my daughters uh, or my sons. I love them all. We might need to just part ways. You go your way and I'll go mine. But I'm going to continue to serve the Lord and do it God's way because it's been too much compromise. That's why we just look around. Before you condemn me for not kowtowing to uh, the women in my life, I'm not, I'm not uh, compromising with my wife. That may mean that she may have to go her separate way. I've always told her that. But I'm not compromising on this because this, does, this foolishness does not work. All of this compromising and bowing down. Uh, to your wife and to your mother-in-law and to your mother and they beat you down and ain't nobody gonna beat me down like they beat my dad down and other men down to nothing and it got some of the men mad at me because they're trying to impress the woman to keep them happy and that's not the way you keep a woman happy period and once they got you beat down to nothing then they're gonna be hunting for somebody else Happens all the time and every time. So, uh, uh, 
she may not like the fact that I'm against that. I've been against that for years. But I believe that she needs to get saved. And I believe that my sisters need to get saved. Because see, once you get saved, you don't cast the word of God behind your back and do what you want to do. There's something on the inside of you that's going to make you do right. You may have to admit you were wrong. But something deep on the inside of you is going to, once you see the word of God in this clear as day, make you say, you know what, I'm wrong, I need, to, I need to turn around, I need to change. And so sometimes you may not want to do things, but you do them anyway. I did not really, uh, was, I was not that inclined in honoring my mother through a publication that I own. I was not inclined to do that, but God wanted me to do it, and I did it. I've honored my father as well, and I thank God for that, and I have peace in my soul, and you need to do the same thing. Uh, what, Megan, what Megan is doing, but you know, it may be in your mind too late, but she's going to go, she's going to go do it. That's why it's taking more humility for her to do it under these circumstances. That's going to be a picture. But anyway, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. By the way, God does not deal in advice or suggestions. These are commandments rooted in the Old Testament and now under Jesus, if you will, in the New Testament. That it may be well with thee. And this ought to say to Andy Stanley that the New Testament is built on the Old Testament. You cannot unhitch them. That is impossible. And I, I love the fact that the New Testament is grounded in, and, and is sitting on the foundation of the Old Testament. It's a beautiful thing. Powerful thing. Verse 3, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. In the words of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., longevity has its place. It's not for everybody. It may not be for me. I thank God for allowing me to get to this age, 61. I thank God for allowing me the joy and the blessing and the privilege to raise all of my children to what uh, the American system says. Uh, I don't believe I don't believe uh, it is correct, but the American system says that 18 is considered an adult. Uh, but uh, as many of you parents know, most of your 18 year olds, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, are just not ready to hit this world. And I thank God most of my children stayed to 25, 26, 27. And uh, they are established now in life and they can help their siblings. And so if I wanted to retire, I, I could. I'm already in retirement mode. Uh, God has set me up to be in that. 
but uh, you can't retire from God. And so I will continue to preach God's word from wherever I am. And so right now, dear friends, uh, young people, honor your parents. You can do that while you're young and while you're, you're, you're an adult child. Show the proper respect. Do things in the right way. Don't let other evil family members and other evil friends push you to do dumb things and uh, things that, that cause you to dishonor your parents. Uh, do things the right way so that God can continue to bless you. Uh, and um, uh, what sometimes children do not understand, adult children being influenced by uh, their new church family and being being influenced by their new friends, being influenced by uh, evil family members, is that they are successful because of, in our family's case, their father, how he raised them, because I raised them by myself. Uh, and uh, I, let, I, I had my wife to help me but I had to lead the way in, in helping uh, getting the children raised. And, uh, and as, uh, as she has admitted, and I have stated, she did not rise to the occasion. However, she's still here, and, uh, and I have allowed her to stay with me all of these years, and uh, anytime she wants to leave, she can leave. Uh, because uh, by her own admittance, she has not been a good woman, has not been a good wife, and has not been a good mother. And God has shown me the reason is because she has never been saved. And so I did what I had to do in making sure the children got raised. And I thank God for the privilege and the honor and the blessing of that. And technically, according to American, the American system, I am done. And, uh, and, and since my oldest children have been gone for a while, they have been a tremendous blessing to me and help to me in the ministry. Now that I have announced that I am, uh, God has uh, given me uh, uh, the liberty to not have to preach every day, I look forward to more rest and relaxation. And so we want to wrap this uh, family segment up and move on to praying for other people, other families, and other individuals. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of families that don't know your Savior. And Holy Father God, I pray that you will help them to get saved and turn to your Holy Word and do it by your grace. We pray for other families that are saved or claim to be Christians. Help them to obey your Holy Word. Uh, for the, your Holy Word is the solution as prophetess and Graham Lotz has stated. 
And so, Holy Father God, we also pray, Lord, for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving in the morning in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for all people who name the name of Christ. We pray, Lord, that you would have mercy and grace upon us and forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins and failures, our willful disobedience of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Help us all who name the name of Christ and say that we're saved. Help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love, Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving us so much to rebuke us and to chastise us and to break us, make us into a mold us. And Lord, I still pray as you led me to pray, be thorough with us, and you have been very thorough for going on three years now. Yet people refuse to repent, just like the Israelites, just like the Egyptians. It's a Pharaohistic style, happy talk, fake pride that's in people that causes them to be this way. It is demonic. Uh, to look at all of the tragedy, all of the chastisement, all of the rebuke, and try to act like everything is all right. Crying peace and safety when there's no peace and there's no safety. <clears throat> there are people who are more concerned about the economy and money coming in than they are about people getting saved in the church and uh, repenting of their sins so that the nation can recover. God, have mercy. And Holy Father God, we also pray for all government officials from the President who is in Uvalde today. And no doubt, uh, probably there's no um, President in history in the history of America who can genuinely comfort people because he's been through so much in his own life. And so I, I doubt, Lord, if, if, uh, if we've ever had a president who could help people get through tragedy. So we thank you for that. Um, at least, even though we disagree with his uh, demonic uh, policies. We do pray that he will be successful in comforting these dear families. And uh, we pray for him and we pray for all government officials, be they Republican or Democrat or Independent, does not matter to us, never has. And we pray, Lord, for police officers and sheriffs and all government officials around the globe who are in the ministry of government. Lord, save them all. 
revive those who are saved, cast the devil out of some uh, who are evil. And Lord, remove them and keep the good ones. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That, Lord, you would also protect those, uh, Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem as well. We pray that you'll protect those Christians who are being persecuted. We pray for the, uh, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to get an update on that situation. Uh, church event in Nigeria where 31 people were trampled to death. Comfort those families and those people. And we pray, Lord, that more would come out about why this happened at a church charity event. And Holy Father God, we uh, pray that you would protect your persecuted Christians in Nigeria, in China, even in some parts of the church, and in America. Uh, Lord God in heaven, be with them. Grant them your grace for their trying hours and for their dying hours. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I praise you for this victorious week. And Lord, I pray also now for all people who are on the prayer list. But before we pray for them, we pray for these people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague around the world. And uh, we pray for the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague, now the monkeypox plague and the hepatitis plague, especially, especially the little babies. Lord, I didn't even know a little baby could have a liver transplant. God help us. And uh, for those of us who have never, never been sick with any of these plagues, we thank you for protecting us. And we pray now <coughs> for the family and friends of Delaware musician Eugene Geyer. We pray for the family and friends of Connecticut resident Janice Bisley. We pray for the family and friends of Arkansas resident Louis Hinnard. We pray for the family and friends of Illinois resident Marjorie Gar. We pray for the family and friends of Utah resident Brian Almazan. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests. We got another praise report and, uh, from a pastor who has received many answers to prayer and, uh, and a prayer report. And prayer requests. As Pastor Bushibi, we pray for the babies uh, who were dedicated to the Lord to be raised up in the way of the Lord by their parents and to be taught by the Lord Himself. <coughs> he has a new prayer request in that just came in today. Uh, please bless Pastor Patrick and his wife. Jennifer, who are over the new church in Nairobi, Kenya. 
and bless them with a good report from the meeting in Soroti. Thank you for Timothy and uh, uh, Melanie's recovery. Please heal them completely without surgery. Deliver them from economic hardships. Bless them with peaceful elections and bless them with church construction and financial resources for open-air gospel crusade events. Bless them as they fast and pray. Over here, <clears throat> go ahead and get their new one. New prayer request and praise report. And uh, set that up for me. And uh, we pray also, Lord, for Cecil. Please protect them as they travel to a family reunion. And Lord, we pray that they would uh, and, and, and bless the Sunday school and worship uh, service. Uh, help them all to return to their homes as new creatures in Christ Jesus. And Holy Father God, we pray for Vicki. We thank you for her and the many prayer requests that she sends. Please heal Christy Carson, a nurse who is in heart failure after giving birth to twins. And Lord, now we pray for uh, the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel. Uh, Lord, including the one who wrote in today saying that he got saved from Uganda. And we pray, Lord, that you will help them to grow in the faith. And we also pray that they would stand in the faith. And we also pray, Lord, for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. We include them in prayer. We pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision mental and physical blessings upon them all and help them to stand strong in the faith and help them to continue to pray for themselves help us to continue to pray for them as well and lord we pray for rose vivian nora esban O'Gara, and lord we also pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you Lord, we have never given people an invitation to do that. Uh, Lord, as you know, you know my reasons why. Nor have we invited people to write us and let us know that they gave their lives back to you or they recommitted their lives back to you. Uh, but that's something you did. I, I, we, we really don't have anything to do with that. And we thank you for the thousands who have done that. We pray for Travis, Sharil. Dan, Harold, and Samuel. Uh, Lord, we pray that you will help them to stand strong and never get back into a backslidden state. Uh, in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but rather to stand. And now, Lord, we pray for the new prayer request and praise report from Pastor Bushibi. 
He says, thank you for the souls saved at their church meetings. Thank you, Lord, for the good report from the meeting in Soroti. Thank you, Lord, for Timothy's recovery. And Lord, we still pray, and he wants us to pray for uh, Melanie, Melanie's eyes, and bless the surgery that she uh, is going through. And it looks like, Lord, that's pretty much it, a short praise and prayer report. And we give you the glory, praise, and honor because you're the one who hears and answers prayer of your people. We thank you for your word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. We give you all of, all of the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our Standing Between the Living and the Dead devotional service today. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. It has been great being with you. Thank you for being with us all week long. And uh, we give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you, Lord, for what you have done here today. For you are the giver of great services. You are the giver of... Uh, the power of your Holy Spirit in services and you're the giver of your grace Lord I give you the glory praise and honor for your holy word for the privilege of prayer encourage the hearts of your people and Lord help everybody who names the name of Christ to pray without ceasing throughout the remainder of this day and to read and meditate on your holy word. Have these messages to go out around the world, on demand, save many more, and Lord help us to meet up in heaven if we can't meet up down here. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, and for his sake, amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.